Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a <laughs> pop culture period piece, give it our super scientific rating, um, and then, uh, yeah, talk about, is there anything else we do? <laughs> I mean, generally go off the rails. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. Um, but before we get into that, <laughs> recommendations, uh, Julie? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. It's going real uh, well, y'all. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of my my favorite shows that bring me joy are back, mm-hmm. um, which has been nice because I've been watching a lot of dark stuff lately. But mm-hmm. um, what we do in shadows is back oh. for their, a new season, and it is all that I have wanted and needed and missed. And so <laughs> I'm very, I'm very happy. So I, I recommend that show. Um, it's Taika Waititi and we all know him from Marvel now um, mm-hmm. and Thor, Thor stuff, but <laughs> what we do in shadows in the shadows, I just think it's just an absolute delight. And the actors are just so fun. I love vampires. I love that <laughs> show. But I don't have Hulu, so I'm going to wait until all the episodes drop. And then I'm going to get a free trial for seven days. <laughs> that's smart. I like your yeah, thinking. Yeah. And then that's my that's my show binge for that seven days. And then mm-hmm. I will let that trial go away. Because Hulu's just one of those ones that I don't, I don't know, I don't. But I think I've, I've, I've finished all the Netflix Oh, I've done it. Like you reached the end of Netflix? I think I did. Damn. I don't know. Because like every time I turn on Netflix now, I'm like, I don't, there's literally nothing I can watch that I haven't already watched. You've reached the end of Netflix. This is, this is something. Um, yeah. So I, um, so I've been reading a lot because I'm at the end of the Mm -hmm. Netflix Mm -hmm. And my recommendation is a book called Set on You. Um, it is a, I'm, I'm deep in romance right now, um, in in reading, not in real life. <laughs> no. Um, <and laughs> it's a, uh, curvaceous women are really in when it comes to romance novels, which is really cool. So this is a book about a fitness influencer who's like, redefining beauty standards in the gym and all of that um but she's a curvaceous leading lady and she meets um someone at the gym and hijinks and love pursue it's awesome and it's great because the world is dark (laughs) yep um i've also been reading a lot more Mm -hmm. lately um i don't know i don't know why but i just was finally able to to have that focus and commitment the last mm-hmm. like month and I've I've just been reading so many books and it's been so nice I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday I know this isn't a coincidence but there was a giant sign for the book that you recommended last week tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow oh yeah I oh. Uh, yeah I finished it they they did not pull punches oh punches were not pulled no no and i know that we were just talking about like reading fluff right now that was not fluff okay good (laughs) i mean not good i mean 
I was like, I should buy that because they're advertising it and Julie recommended it. But I read the back and I was like, I feel not the time. <laughs> so it's, I bought it's, set on you. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It will make yeah. you cry. Okay. Oh, I make myself cry a lot. So I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> um, Hello, it's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested Best Pasta Shape Bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing, thing with the, the most votes win! win. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, so, Julie, today yeah. we are talking about what movie? We're talking about Turning Red. Yeah! Um, explain Turning Red while I mute myself and play my laptop. Yeah. Um, well, May Lee is a 13-year-old girl who is torn between being her mother's obedient daughter and the chaos of her youth. Uh, as if that were not enough, when she gets excited, she turns into a big red panda. Um, you know, if I were to review this film synopsis that I Googled, I'd say, okay, it's okay. Um, I think it leaves out some really um, great features about this um, in that May is also a, um, she's Chinese-Canadian, um, and it's like a quote-unquote hereditary curse. Um only because there's so many great elements of this movie that we don't typically see in movies uh and also especially in cartoons so it was just you know i mean name another <laughs> name another uh children's cartoon that we get exposed to in america that takes place in canada um yeah. it was also the it was through pixar but the, the director producer writers um you know it was a really really strong team <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and female-led team mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is very rare in the animated field yeah and i i feel like when this movie came out i feel like we did have a conversation where we excitedly texted each other and we were like it's a period film <laughs> and a period film <laughs> and it's a it's a period film and a period film when we were about a time when we were uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. having the exact same issues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. So I, before, <laughs> my biggest question. So uh, she, at the very beginning, is um, <laughs> drawing uh, a, a picture of her and a boy kissing. And she hides underneath her bed and draws furiously my friend and I were talking we were painting my house one day and she goes did you ever write fan fiction when you were <laughs> a kid and I was like what and she goes I wrote NSYNC fan fiction so much and so I'm wondering what thing did you do when you were on the stage that you thought was like like in in the 10 year old 11 year old 12 year old sense you're like this is sexy and dirty I'll tell you mine mm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um I mean I I would I would probably qualify this as fan fiction, although I never put pen to paper, but like 
I 100% like fantasized about like meeting all these people. Oh, here's the thing I did that was illegal. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> I would, uh, you know, how, like, Teen Beat and uh-huh. like Bop would have those contests mm-hmm. where you like send in the not applications, but like you send in the like send us this, and like every time you send us a thing, you'll get, um, uh, like a, you'll get a thing <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, I would take the stamps off of letters that we received <laughs> and glue them to envelopes because, of course, my mom was not going to give me stamps for this yeah. business. Um, so I would just take you stamps and glue them to letters. And like sometimes they would have the ink on them, and I would try and like clean them off. This is a federal crime, Julie. I I understand this. Although I told <laughs> the story once, and I forget where I was, but like. Some super party pooper person was like, that's not illegal. And I'm like, oh, it very much is. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can reuse stamps. And I'm like, are you just being a party pooper? Like, what are you doing right now? Also, who's that nerd that, like, reuses (laughs) stamps as an adult? Like, as a kid, you know? But anyway, who looks up that law? Continue. (laughs) So that, I think, that's that's my dirtiest secret during this era is that I committed mail fraud. That reminds me of like, do you remember cereal tops? Like it was like the tabs of cereal boxes. They were like, oh yeah, you like to... collected them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were supposed to. Did that do anything, or is that just Kellogg's being like, haha, we're gonna <laughs> exploit the like poor school system and school supply crisis? I mean, yeah. I think technically it it did. I I wonder okay. if like in the long run, the long run. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> our new podcast about our yards the um i think it was like basically it was like a loyalty program essentially is what they were able to do with that because mm-hmm. if you turned in them that meant you were you know if one school compelled everyone to buy kellogg's mm-hmm. then kellogg's was getting a hell of a lot of money so it was worth it to them to just be like yeah and then just turn their stuff in mm-hmm we were not a cereal household. We were an oatmeal household, and I wanted to be a cereal household so badly because I thought it was cool that people could just drop in their tops. Sorry, I'm going deep. I did not remember any of this until we started talking. Wow, out of yeah. nowhere. What is dang? I don't know. I wrote <laughs> Phantom of the Opera fan fiction. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh I still do God. to this day. Not really, but. I sometimes still read it. It's great. <laughs> who was your? I know. I think I. I think we all know the answer to this. But who was what? your boy band of the era? Um. My, I, I think you're actually going to be wrong because I think you're thinking Hanson. Yes. No. <gasps> My boy band of the era. I was Backstreet Boys. I was not. I was not mm. an NSYNC girl. Um. Well, actually, predating Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block. Like I was, I was old enough that New Kids on the Block was my my boy band. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hanson. So my sisters both loved Hanson, mm-hmm. and true to older sister form, that meant I therefore hated them. Yes, and he's written in stars. Yeah, and so they they absolutely loved Hanson. It made me made, made me hate them more. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, like, the, a couple things happened that sort of, like, changed 
changed my impression of them. And the first was I, I was working at a fast food place and a, a girl I was working with was very open and honest and shared that she had had like a really rough time in her life. Like she was like considering suicide. And, mm -hmm. and at that age, that was actually the first person that I knew that like was like, oh, yeah, I was going to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, so I was I was considering it. I was you know going to do it. And then I heard Umbop. And it just, something about it made me happy. Mm -hmm. And that song saved me. And that was also the first time I had like experienced someone being like, music saved me, music made an mm -hmm. impact on me. So I think that partially happened. And then, um, you know, my sisters and I got older and I started listening to them when I went to college and I missed my family, but you, you don't tell your family you miss them in my household. Um, you just do things that remind you of that family member. Um, so I missed my sisters. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to Hanson. Oh, yeah. I was also your boy band. Oh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah. hundred. Yeah. I thought, I thought that maybe like, <laughs> like I'm more badass because I like Backstreet Boys. Who, who am I kidding? I, I, yeah. Uh. I will say, I will say that I did have, um, I did switch over to LFO. Like not oh, that wow. I had as many hits, but man, I did like LFO. And then when I was working at, um, <laughs> the fragrance outlet, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, my boss used to tour with LFO back in the day. Like I said something, I said like, I think I did made a deep cut with one of their lyrics and he's like, huh, you like LFO, don't you? And I was like, what? <laughs> and so um, that's my random Noah celebrity. Like he toured with, he wasn't like in the band, but um, yeah, <laughs> fell for the girl that's on TV summer girls like yeah Ugh. i was gonna ask what other songs they had done because i was like i can't remember any other than the the abercrombie just like that that's how the song exactly how <laughs> i know right spot on spot on um what I love that. I have so many questions to ask you just about your childhood. I know. Is, are, are we going to talk about the movie? Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But, but I think I love. I love the fact that this movie just made me go like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just like relive so many experiences, and that because it, it just felt so <laughs> like relatable. I don't turn into a panda, but like metaphorically, mm -hmm. sometimes I do, and um. I, we, I, I lost my grandmother in early April and we talked about maybe doing, um, Encanto and then turning red. And I was like, I feel like that's two <laughs> grandmothers needing to apologize stories back to back. And not that they're the same at all, but they're also do have that theme of like me to talk about. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's, I don't know, I just really liked this movie because I feel like it's one of those movies that um, all women can relate to in some way. Like we all yeah. have a very complicated relationship with our mothers and then even more oh, yeah. complicated with our grandmothers. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether we know that or not too is a big thing of like, if we have a complicated relationship with our mother, our mother has a complicated relationship with her mother, but you'd never connect that because your grandmother, you know, anyway. Yep. 
and and to have a movie like this that my niece who is 10 um which is right around the age I got my period being able to just watch this when I was just like floating in no man's land is really cool mm-hmm mm-hmm um so I, when I f- first watched this movie, because mm-hmm. um, I obviously knew this going into it, that it was a period this time, but I didn't know that it was a, like a quote unquote period movie. The first mm-hmm. time I watched this, uh-huh. did, did you know going into that? That it was in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I think I did because of you, because of you. I think you <laughs> messaged me. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I think you um, saw it before me. Okay, because there was like a very distinct moment in the beginning when she's introducing herself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that a Tamagotchi? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Is this movie in the 90s? <laughs> so I'm curious for for other people that didn't know going into it that, yes, this is a period moment movie. Like, what mm-hmm. was the moment that you were like, oh, my God, this is a period movie? I th- I think there w- was there a CD at one point. There's a couple CDs that she handles. Yeah. Well, but... I mean, just the whole intro. Yeah. Is n- like her um her music case mm-hmm. straight up has like Lisa Frank era stickers on it. Mm-hmm. Um, in her bedroom, like on one of the shelves. Did you ever do like you know how there was like Hello Kitty, but then there were like other Sanrio animals. I was I did not uh I was too busy with Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> so there was a Sanrio, was a weird child. There was a Sanrio surprises at my mall. Okay. And like each section there was like Karobi which was the frog. That was okay. mine. And then there's like Bats Maru which was a bat. I wanted Bats Maru but my other friend got it first so mm. I couldn't have Bats Maru. But These like are the rules. Yeah. Um, similar to like, <laughs> like the popular girls having their own Bath and Body Works scent that they would put on after gym. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I went to Bath and Body Works. For, I'm going out of tangent for like two seconds. I went to the Bath and Body Works for the first time in like eight years yesterday, and I smelled a candle called Vampire Blood because I was like, oh, oh, "What is this?" It is the. I bought two of them. It is the most delicious smelling candle. It is like raspberry, plum, and rhubarb anyway <laughs> so now i'm in my bath and body works era now <laughs> 20 years later there you go you <laughs> gotta uh, P- i have friends that post on, about the sales all the time okay okay so i'm not the only one in our um no, no no a lot of people it's it's actually the same people that post like when like pumpkin stuff is available in trader joe's like it's a uh, diagram ah uh, that's a circle yeah, but all all that's to say is like each one of my friends had like a specific Sanrio surprises character, mm-hmm. and um, when it was anybody's birthday, that's what you got. But like she had them all on the shelf, and I was like, oh my gosh. I yeah. There's so many rules of being a teenage girl that like they, especially a young teenage girl. I think that once you start to get into high school, because there are more kids, it. I mean, we've all seen Mean Girls, but like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, around this age group, there there are rules. So many rules. Oh yeah, yeah, and and I I think like, um, the feeling of, 
we got in a fight over something superficial and it's the worst fight in the world mm-hmm. and we'll never talk again yeah is is so it's so strong and so relatable like yeah i'm like oh yeah yep i mm-hmm. i know that <laughs> mm-hmm. i um i relate to this movie a, a lot because of the the my mother is one of my best friends like and that's really weird to say when you're younger when you're older people like you know just get it more but she really is but with that there's a lot of tangled webs we weave Mm because you also then you you know they're also your mother and you want to prove that them to prove of you and there is a a lack of them like there's a lot especially when you're younger a lack of like you being a hundred percent yourself because you want to make them happy with everything you do Mm. and then there's also a like because of that they may never really know the and, and it's nothing that the mother has done or said it is like all of these things that you put on yourself and I just feel like they did a really cool job of creating that relationship of like she really wants to be perfect for her parents and she really does enjoy hanging out with them but that is complicated yes and I also um I also loved that it wasn't like her relationship with her mother was the same like it wasn't like from the start of the movie they were um, there was a tension there and and she was, you know, challenging her mother. Mm-hmm. Like we saw that her mother, like you said, was like this really important figure in her head and like in her head, um, <laughs> in her life. Yeah. And so, and so to be able to see that change as she is trying to navigate these changes in her life mm-hmm. um, was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start to develop as as a person, this isn't a boy nor girl or whatever, but like when you start to develop and you start to kind of break away from your family, there are parts of you that your family will not necessarily always just not accept that sounds, but but you are just going to become a different, you are going to start to grow and mm-hmm. family changes people don't like change right and so families sometimes don't accept that growth this is very I don't know I just really like this movie but they don't accept and like you find friends who do and that's when you see like your family and your chosen family really kind of come into play and really going like this is I don't know, just the fact that her friends accept her panda so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just really kind of, I don't know, relates to, there are just certain parts of me that like my, um, and this sounds so dramatic and I do not mean it. It's just like, I like to swear and I'm a Democrat. <laughs> like, and that's just like when my, when my family, like that's just not necessarily things that they you know I don't go to church every weekend and so there are just certain things but like my chosen family that's something that they embrace and they love and that my other family it's not that they do not love me 
It's just that that's a part of me that they do not embrace. And mm-hmm. so that like mm-hmm. hand of form and her friends going like, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. Is just, it's, it's a, I, I, a really awesome metaphor for a thing a lot of us go through even if you know you are not someone that does get a period there is a part of you that probably has grown that maybe your family does not accept as much and it could be little or it could be big and there is a challenging period where you have friends that accept it and you realize oh this is pretty cool and you will have that tension with your family and then eventually they will either accept it or not um but I I, I say all that because I feel like it could be very easy to be like, this is for people who get periods and that's it. And it's like, no, it's really not. It's about growing and the tension between becoming who you are and something new developing within you and your family accepting that. So. Yeah. Um, so did you, and we don't have to name names, but a part in the movie that absolutely stuck out with me is there was like a moment with her friend and I can't remember the name of the friend, the one with the braces uh-huh. where her mom was like, was it so-and-so's fault? I bet it was so-and-so's fault. <laughs> um, I, and I was like, yep, I, I definitely had that one friend where mm-hmm. whenever I did something my mom didn't like or anything, <laughs> my mom like blame targeted that one friend as like being the influencer and the cause of that um prop i i hung out with very a lot of goody two shoes and we all still are to this day i think i didn't not until was it not until like high school (laughs) but in high school i definitely did like Mm -hmm. junior high i did not but in high school, I, yeah. Do you remember when people started making out for the first time? Like not, not me. I did not, but I remember like going to parties and people were like making out at them. And I was my world. I don't know. It just slowly comes crashing down. Cause you're like, what? <laughs> we're not I mean, all just hanging out together forever. So first of all, I did not go to co-ed parties in uh, high school. I was not invited um i only went to theater ones but they were horny as hell so no we we would go to friendlies after the shows Uh, um so i i didn't go to co-ed parties um to the point where i didn't think they existed um i remember very distinctly when the movie can't hardly wait came out Uh uh-huh there was so much in that movie where i was like wow this this movie really got teenagers wrong like teenagers don't act like this. <laughs> uh, so we're just two badasses recording a podcast <laughs> i didn't get cooler um i i also really liked in this movie that um it showed that every every mother and therefore every person um is is a child healing from stuff um that does not mean that you are not you should you know take control of your healing and 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 that does not make an excuse for your actions but every yeah every person is a little child healing from things 
mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. And so, um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to say about this movie before we rate it, Julie? No. Okay. I can't think of anything. One out of ten. Tamagotchi. <laughs> Fully alive. What do you give Fully this Fully alive. Um, I'm going to give it eight. Okay. Um, I love it. I love the replay. I love everything about it. I would give it a 10 if I knew that there was a sequel coming. <gasps> I'm throwing down a gauntlet to the movie makers. I want a sequel. I love this movie. Um, yeah. Really in my heart, I would give it a 10. I really did love this movie. I would give it a nine. I'm, I'm at nine. I, I, I think it's, yeah, everything you said. <laughs> so, uh, Julie, what do you have to look forward to? Um, well, so this part is not something I'm looking forward to. Um, we have to get our house tented next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have termites, but in order to be treated for termites, we have to act like we have termites and get mm-hmm. the house treated for termites. And then we can do um, preventative care again. Okay. Because the, um, like, we didn't have a termite bond, like a, a termite agreement. So we have to pick up as if it were new. But I'm looking forward to that because um, I'm like, you know how, like, you have those boxes and things that you just never unpacked? Yes. I'm doing a little bit of that with this mm-hmm. <laughs> in that, like, um, a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the like organization of the food cabinets was sort of just like, let's get stuff in a cabinet. Yeah. Um, so because we have to take all the food out of the house, I get to like reorganize that area. Um, and th- we're just like doing some shifting and reorganization that mm-hmm. we're not like buying any new furniture, but like just moving things into different rooms that I'm like excited about. Very cool. Yeah. Um, my friends and I on Friday are going to an event at the mu- at the Museum of Natural History. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool already. Jurassic Park after dark. <laughs> and it's um like the top paleontologists in the area. <laughs> themed drinks. And um yeah, and you get to make your own fossil, but it's only for adults. Um also I highly recommend I went to a gem show. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday and they had gem? like for gem like like emerald rocks, rocks. oh okay yeah. okay um and my niece and my nephew went and they're 10 and 6 and we went to they have like pan for gems and they give you a bucket of dirt and there's like a running thing of water totally made for kids i had the most fun in the so i just highly recommend if it's like quote unquote for kids as an activity mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really like do it. <laughs> and so um the Jurassic Park After Dark, it's basically a whole bunch of like kids' activities, but just for adults. So my friends and I are going. We already have themed shirts because my friend had a Jurassic Park um bachelorette party. So we are all gonna wear those shirts again. They have reuse value. Oh, um, I love it. But yeah, cool. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Um buy our merch like review subscribe and have a have a great week stay cool yeah bye bye podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other productions please visit the trident